Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. One of Hunter Biden's business partners came forward and publicly acknowledged that deals with China were structured to secretly pay Joe Biden. Iran was caught interfering in the election on behalf of Joe Biden using the Democrat Party's own disinformation. Barack Obama campaigned for Biden yesterday and reminded us all why we elected Trump. And tonight, the president debates Kristen Wilker and Joe Biden. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. And thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com, or you can call or text the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Well, on yesterday's broadcast, I devoted the, the second half hour to an uninterrupted playing of Peter Navarro's speech to the Hudson Institute. And the speech was called Useful Idiots, and in it he explains the challenge to this country represented by the Chinese Communist Party dictatorship and how uh, our so-called elites in the press and the entertainment industry and in professional sports are aiding and abetting China in its, um, its plan to uh, weaken America and surplant America as the uh, hegemon of the free world. Uh, of course, if you were listening, you know that about halfway through that broadcast, uh, we had a, a major technical snafu, and uh, and the broadcast started skipping as if it was an old record, just uh, skipping for about 15 minutes of that second half hour. Now, I contacted producer Ron. We went through the entire uh, system and could not find why this happened. It had never happened before. Ron had never seen anything quite like this. So I don't want to be, you know, uh, conspiratorial or paranoid, but I do know that this was a powerful speech I had introduced it as probably the most powerful foreign policy and economic speech of my lifetime. It was calling American home to uh, nationalism and in particular American nationalism. And I can't help but notice that uh, this speech was posted on Twitter yesterday morning. Uh, It immediately received about uh, just a little less than 500 retweets and then everything sort of ground to a halt. I looked this morning, and uh, it has still only received about 502 retweets. So the first hour, it was uh, it was you know taken off, and then 
like someone had flipped a switch, it it was suppressed. And uh, I just wonder if our broadcast wasn't also attacked, trying to prevent us from uh, spreading spreading this uh, this speech. I know China is very active on the cyber uh, warfare front. Our intelligence community and the Democrats would have you to believe that it's Russia, Russia, Russia that we have to worry about, although Russia has a, an economy about the size of Italy and a, uh, a shrinking population. They are a, a fading power by any measure. And uh, I can imagine that it would have been pretty easy for China to uh, interfere in the broadcast servers of Mojo Radio and make this this happen. But you uh, you definitely do not want to miss this speech if you uh, if you have not already heard it by now from my uh, my podcast or the rebroadcast of the uh, the radio show on uh, iHeart. You're definitely going to want to listen to this whole thing. Even if you have listened to it, it's worth a second listen. I, I listened to it two times. This is something that uh, it's about 35 minutes long, the actual speech. And uh, some organization of manufacturers or, or somebody with some money ought to, ought to buy airtime on network TV and broadcast this speech because it really outlines what exactly is going on and the, the real threat to America. Yesterday, there was another bombshell story from the New York Post, and this one is a former Hunter Biden uh, business associate, somebody who had, had actually been brought in to uh, to run some of these nefarious businesses that uh, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and before that Chris Hines had set up. And... Uh, this fellow's name is Tony Boblinski. <laughs> he is a CEO. Uh, he was one. He was one of the people listed on all of these emails that show that uh, Hunter Biden was selling the influence and the uh, the prestige of the office of the vice president. And Tony Boblinski uh, testified or, or uh, swore to all of these emails showing. Uh, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer uh, conspiring with Chinese um, businesses that were undoubtedly, uh, you know, uh, surrogates of the Chinese Communist Party, conspiring to uh, structure deals so that Joe Biden would benefit uh, benefit from it. Boblinski's statement is the first on the record confirmation from a source in the Biden universe. There's this uh, fellow out in jail in Oregon that has uh, provided Rudy Giuliani with his Gmail account that uh, some of these are contained in. But this is the first time uh, one of the participants in this these email chains has confirmed that, yes, indeed, these were structured purposely to benefit Joe Biden. So let me find his statement here. If you want to see the statement in its entirety, you can find it on Breitbart. He says, my name is Tony Boblinski. The facts set forth below are true and accurate. They are not any form of domestic or foreign disinformation. Any suggestion to the contrary is false and offensive. I am a recipient of the email published seven days ago by the New York Post, 
which showed a copy of Hunter Biden and Rob Wilker. That email is genuine. This afternoon, I received a request from the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs and the Senate Committee on Finance requesting all documents relating to my business affairs with the Biden family, as well as various foreign entities and individuals. I have extensive relevant records and communications, and I intend to produce both to those committee committees. I am the grandson of a 37-year Army intelligence officer veteran, the son of a 20-year career naval officer, and the brother of a 28-career naval flight officer. I myself served four years and left the Navy as Lieutenant Boblinski. I held a high-level security clearance and was an instructor for the Naval Nuclear Power Training Command. I take great pride in my family, and I have served this country. So we'll skip forward and get to the relevant facts. What I am outlining is fact. I know it is fact because I have lived it. I am the CEO of Cinehawk Holdings, which was a partnership between the Chinese operating through CEFC Chairman Yi and the Biden family. I was brought into the company to be the CEO by James Giller and Hunter Biden. The reference to the big guy in the email, much publicized in the May 2013 email, 2017 email, is in fact a reference to Joe Biden. The other JB referenced in that email is Jim Biden, Joe's brother. Hunter Biden called his dad the big guy or my chairman and frequently referenced asking him for his sign-off or advice on potential deals that we were discussing. I've seen Vice President Biden saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. I've seen firsthand that that's not true because it wasn't just Hunter Biden's business. They said they were putting the Biden family name and legacy on the line. He goes on to say the Johnson report connected some of the dots in a way that shocked me. He's talking about Ron Johnson's, uh, Senator Ron Johnson's report. It made me realize that the Bidens had gone behind my back and gotten paid millions of dollars by the Chinese, even though they told me they hadn't and wouldn't do that to their partners. I would ask the Biden family to address the American people and outline the facts so I can go back to being irrelevant. And so I am not put in a position to have to answer those questions for them. So you wonder, you know, in light of this letter from somebody that was on the emails and that wasn't in position to know the operations that Hunter Biden was engaged in, how they're going to continue to ignore this, I guess. They'll just uh, stick their fingers in their ears and go, la, 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 at least until the election's over by which point Joe Biden will be a, a crippled president should he find a, a way to, to win and uh, will most certainly have to leave office in disgrace early in his term. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the disinformation campaign that's being waged against Donald Trump. Stick with us. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, Keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. 
So we've got a, a presidential debate coming up tonight. We're going to get to all of that. But I want to talk a little bit about the disinformation campaign that's being run against Donald Trump. And this disinformation campaign uh, has many aspects to it. One is all of these uh, dishonest media narratives that have been spun up about Donald Trump that began, of course, that he was a puppet of Vladimir Putin and that his campaign had ex- conspired with the Russians to win the 2016 election. We now know conclusively that after a three-year-long uh, special counsel in rectal exam of Donald Trump and all of his associates, that it was, in fact, Hillary Clinton that was colluding with foreign governments in order to interfere in our, our election. But it didn't end there. As soon as they realized that Donald Trump was on to Joe Biden's uh, misconduct, selling out his office in the Ukraine, they immediately, the Democrats in the House of Representatives, impeached him and drug us through another year of disinformation. Now, I call this disinformation because I don't believe for a second that the Democrats or their mouthpieces in the media ever believed any of this. It was obvious that the Steele dossier and the the charges against uh, you know Donald Trump for that phone call that he made to uh, Ukraine's new president were <clears throat> were false and uh, and designed to be a political hit job. So. You know, they keep telling us about disinformation, disinformation. Well, the number one source of disinformation, and I would call it Russia disinformation, not that it comes from Russia, but it's it's about Russia, 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 Russia. The number one source of Russian disinformation is Adam Schiff and the Democrats and, and uh, the vast majority of our media. They've told us, you know, lie after lie, the the losers and suckers lie that was published by the Atlantic magazine to try to uh, pry veterans away from the Trump coalition. The very fine people hoax that no matter how many times it's debunked and no matter how racially divisive and destructive it is to our nation, Biden keeps repeating it. Hillary keeps repeating it. Obama keeps repeating it. The media keeps repeating it. They actually, Chris Wallace used it in a question at the first debate. Your your average voter knows it's a lie. So they're just lying to you uh, even though you know it's a lie. And, of course, the, the most recent one is uh, Trump has got a, a secret bank account in China. It's a secret bank account. Obvious. Trump owns hotel properties in China and all over the world. Of course, he's going to have an account in China. They're saying, oh, he paid more in Chinese taxes than American taxes. That, again, is purposeful disinformation. Donald Trump prepaid millions of dollars in taxes for 2017, and that's why he didn't have to pay any more because he had already prepaid those years. But the media see it as their job to defeat Donald Trump. And if they have to destroy their credibility, if they have to uh, betray their professional ethics, well, if that's what it takes to beat Donald Trump, they're perfectly willing to do it. You have to wonder, 
if after the election they'll try to uh, redeem themselves and go back to actually reporting the news no matter who wins. Here's Glenn Greenwald, the one of the founders of The Intercept. He is actually living in exile in uh, Brazil because uh, the, the reporting that he's been doing has been so hard-hitting and uh, and exposing the corruption in the Democrat Party and our modern media that he has left the country to uh, to prevent him from, uh, you know, being uh, investigated by one of these uh, these Soros-funded district attorneys or maybe the Southern District of New York would go after him. Well, the problem with the story is that not that Joe Biden isn't answering questions because that's what a presidential candidate would do if he's not forced to, which is just simply evade questions that are being posed to him. The problem is the corruption that is absolutely pervasive in the U.S. news media. There are newsrooms all throughout New York and Washington, D.C., where top editors are explicitly saying they do not want this story investigated. And they're being clear that the reason that they don't want it investigated is because they think even if there's corruption that's exposed here, in their view, Trump is worse. And therefore, it would be malfeasance on the part of the media to report corruption on the part of Biden when Trump is so much more corrupt. What they're really saying is they see their role as journalists not as informing the public, to let the public decide which candidate is better and which is worse. They see journalism, the function of it, is to defeat Donald Trump and elect Joe Biden. I don't think that they really believe that Donald Trump is worse. They're not stupid. What they do believe is that Donald Trump ripped the mask off of our modern media when he started calling them fake news. And now they're taking their opportunity to stick the knife in and try to get back to him. And if the American people have to suffer a presidency by a proven corrupt former uh, failed politician, well, then that's just the price we all have to pay. So Donald Trump called him fake news and the enemy of the people. And in order to get back at Donald Trump, they have proven that they are, in fact, fake news and the enemy of the people. MSNBC which you always have to keep in mind is a, uh, an operation of NBC news had a uh, talking head on and said this. It's largely that no one can tell him to stop. And also that he thinks this is a winner. He's hoping to get some traction about the New York post story. That's been widely disavowed. Oh, the New York post story has been widely disavowed. Interesting choice of words there. Disavowed, not disproven not debunked, not discredited, disavowed. Well, who disavowed it? Uh, well, Joe Biden. It's been widely disavowed. Well, I guess Barack Obama disavows it too. It, disavow is, is not the operative term here. Whether or not it's true is what people want to know. Pierce Morgan points out that Despite all of their preening and beliefs and First Amendment protections, they're not taking responsibility for their First Amendment duties. The job of a newspaper, of a television network, of anybody, frankly, in the media who believes in freedom of speech and believes in journalism is to go and investigate the allegations the New York Post has made. It's not the job of tech giants like Facebook and Twitter to have an instinctive reaction to suppress 
every element of that story or for most of the mainstream media to say nothing to see here. In fact, the only story is this terrible smear on the Biden. This is one of the most extraordinary collective suppression to freedom of speech that I have ever seen. And what is going on with liberals, frankly, when liberals want to attack and suppress freedom of speech? Well, liberals would always have been willing to attack freedom of speech. It's just that they've never uh, been so coordinated and, uh, and determined to do it, Pierce Morgan went on. It doesn't matter what side you're on here. Journalism, freedom of speech dictates, you know, the First Amendment dictates that when a story like this drops – and it's not been denied by the people it's accusing for six days now. So, Clearly, there's something there that they want to hide. <laughs> they want to hide the selling of the office of the vice president. I, ke- I keep saying it, and I have to check myself to see if it's true. But this is the biggest political scandal in our nation's history. The vice president of the United States, who has given uh, point man status on a portfolio that included most of America's big strategic challenges, was selling his office through his crackhead pervert son in order to shape American policy. It's a stunning story that the media is continuing to ignore. And you've got these former spooks in the intelligence community, the same intelligence community that spied on and tried to uh, wreck Donald Trump's campaign out there uh, saying that this is all Russian disinformation. When they know it's not true, they say it in the letter. We have no evidence. We have no evidence, but we, we think this looks like a Russian disinformation campaign. Trump is speaking truth to power, and that's why we elected him. It's just crazy. I saw Schiff, Shifty Schiff yesterday get up say, this is Russia. Yeah, I mean, he's a sick man. He is so sick. It is. We went through two and a half years of that plus. And thank goodness we have uh, John Ratcliffe that came out, the head of DNI. He said it's absolutely false. It's nothing, nothing to do with Russia. You know, Trump sort of blew his top yesterday. He was about to board uh, Air Force One en route to a campaign event. I guess it was the day before yesterday on on uh, Tuesday. And he called that CBS reporter a criminal. The CBS reporter asked him, well, you've been calling the vice president of the United States a criminal. And Trump said, yes, he is a criminal. We have evidence of that now. And he said, you're a criminal for not reporting on it. And, of course, that fed right into the media hate probably, you know, uh, reinforce their uh, determination to uh, to use disinformation against this campaign. But I don't know what else you would call it. It's not technically a crime. It's not a statute. You couldn't be prosecuted for what they're doing. But it's definitely criminal. The media in this country are engaged in a criminal conspiracy to deny the voters the information they need to make an informed election uh, decision in this election. And Twitter and Facebook, who are loaded up with far left-wing uh, employees and foreign nationals who, who have no 
understanding or history of the First Amendment are doing everything they can to uh, to use their massive influence to interfere in this election with disinformation. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to preview tonight's presidential debate. And we'll take a look at Barack Obama's speech yesterday right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So yesterday, the sainted one, Barack Obama himself, left the uh, the comfortable confines of his Martha Martha's Vineyard beachfront mansion and went over to Philadelphia and gave a a speech supporting Joe Biden's election. He's out campaigning for Joe Biden now. Trump thinks that's going to hurt Joe Biden. I I tend to agree because it's going to remind us of the malaise and the the cultural uh, assault on American values that was the Obama-Biden administration. But uh, uh, went out there, it was a sparsely attended crowd. At one point he did a, one of these drive in events. I think they're, that they're doing sort of pop-up events to keep um, Donald Trump supporters from showing up and, uh, and wrecking it. They can draw, so they can't draw flies. So, you know, they're saying, well, it's all about COVID. But in the speech, uh, Obama predictably repeated the uh, the suckers and losers lie that was spun up by Atlantic Magazine. That's owned, by the way, uh, of by the widow of Steve Jobs. Donald Trump called uh, the military war dead from World War II losers and suckers. It's been thoroughly debunked and discredited. Not a single person has put their name on that and. Over two dozen people that were on the trip said it never happened. But Obama repeated it yesterday. They don't care if what they're saying are lies. It just feeds the uh, the hatred on behalf of leftists for Donald Trump. And, uh, and of course, he told the, the most recent lie that, uh, that Donald Trump has a secret Chinese bank account. We know that he continues to do business with China. Because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese bank account. Listen, can you imagine if I had had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? You think, you think, my, you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? 
First of all, the bank account is not secret. Donald Trump has properties, hotel properties in China. Did you think he was doing business in China without having a bank account there? But, it, you know, it's part of their narrative. Oh, it's not Joe Biden taking tens of millions of dollars through his bag man son, Hunter, for uh, for Chinese deals connected to the Communist Party. It's Donald Trump who has a hotel in China that predated him ever getting involved in politics. The difference, of course, is Donald Trump is selling an actual uh, service, hospitality, nights in a hotel. Whereas in the case of Biden, what he was doing was selling out American foreign policy. He was, when he went over with Hunter Biden on Air Force Two, the uh, the trip where Hunter got a $1.5 billion commitment to invest in a startup venture capital firm, Joe Biden was an utter and complete failure on uh, anything that benefited America. He he went there to try to uh, get China to back off its militarization of the South China Sea. It did just the opposite. It had just the opposite effect. Keith Olbermann, who is... Um, it's t- basically taking the role of, you know, the far left wing lunatics and, uh, and got his own news channel. Now previously worked for MSNBC and ESPN. If you can believe that here's what he said on, uh, on last night's show about the, the latest disinformation from the Democrats, the China account. As my old friend David Korn wrote today, this would be a good time for Donald Trump to release his Chinese tax returns. What, you don't have to pay taxes in China? What, you don't pay more in taxes in China than you do in the U.S.? What, you don't have a Chinese bank account? What, you don't have to now change your entire debate strategy for tomorrow? This is that truly rarest of Trump stories, one in which he actually told the truth. (sighs) I mean... They're not this stupid. They're stupid, but they're not this stupid. Everybody's known about this uh, hotel in China, this Trump hotel in China for forever. Did you think he was actually doing business out over there without having an account, without paying taxes? Of course. But if you look at Donald Trump's actual actions, he has confronted China directly and effectively. Whereas Barack Obama and Joe Biden capitulated to them, sold out to them, sent our jobs over there. And that wasn't the first time it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, Bill Clinton who supported China's entry into the WTO, the world trade organization that started the hemorrhaging of us manufacturing jobs. And Oh, by the way, Bill Clinton allowed missile technology to be sold to China so that they could target us with nuclear weapons. At the same time, he was accepting campaign contributions from Chinese nationalists. So another breaking story is that uh, Iran and uh, 
They say Russia is interfering our elect in our election on behalf of Joe Biden. They're sending emails to Democrat voters claiming that the emails are from the Proud Boys and threatening them if they vote for Joe Biden. Now, I don't know how they expect the Proud Boys would know who people voted for. But, of course, this was a, what they call a spoof. The Proud Boys didn't send this. This was uh, from Iran. And John Ratcliffe, the uh, director of national intelligence, held a press conference yesterday flanked by uh, Christopher Ray and a representative from the Department of Justice. I don't think it was uh, Bill Barr. And, uh, and he announced the, uh, the findings of this investigation. We have already seen Iran sending spoofed emails designed to intimidate voters, incite social unrest, and damage President Trump. You may have seen some reporting on this in the last 24 hours, or you may have even been one of the recipients of those emails. Additionally, Iran is distributing other content to include a video that implies that individuals could cast fraudulent ballots, even from overseas. This video and any claims about such allegedly fraudulent ballots are not true. These actions are desperate attempts by desperate adversaries. Even if the adversaries pursue further attempts to well, they uh, they also tried to tie Russia to this. I'm not sure exactly what the Russia connection is, but anything that is uh, related to election interference, they have to say it's from Russia. Now, I, I completely believe that Iran would try to um, sow discord in our election because we have certainly sown discord in their elections. I, I'm not saying not um, not justifiably. But they were doing this on behalf of Joe Biden. And you got to keep in mind that it was uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama that shipped $1.5 billion in cash to the mullahs in Iran and ultimately sent them over one uh, or $15 billion. So if we're going to apply the same standard to Joe Biden that we have to Donald Trump, with this moronic reporting uh, on the Russia hoax, we would now have to. If Joe Biden wins, we have to. We have to point out for the whole four-year term that Iran stole this election for Joe Biden, and we'll need to appoint a special counsel to see whether or not Joe Biden colluded with Iran. The interesting thing about these emails that were sent by Iran was they claimed to be the Proud Boys. And, of course, this is playing into the the uh, the Democrat media complex uh, vilification of the Proud Boys as a, a racist organization when, in fact, their national leader is a black Hispanic and several of their chapters are headed by uh, by blacks and Hispanics. And their membership is diverse. They demanded Donald Trump denounce the Proud Boys, and shamefully he did because he really doesn't understand what's going on there. I guess he's got other things to do. 
I would love, oh my God, if Donald Trump looked at Joe Biden tonight and asked him point blank, do you disavow Antifa? Do you disavow Black Lives Matter? Do you disavow the endorsement of the Communist Party USA in this election? Now, you, you know, you may say, well, of course he can disavow the endorsement of the Communist Party USA. Don't be so sure. A lot of the Bernie bros that Joe Biden is going to depend on to win this election are, in fact, self-avowed communists. And if Joe Biden were to disavow the endorsement of the Communist Party USA based there in Barack Obama's Chicago, it would definitely cost him some votes. You know, this email from Iran was, uh, Radcliffe said, you may have seen news reports. Well, the news report that he's referring to is Rachel Maddow's show. Rachel Maddow uh, showed a letter uh, or a printed copy of one of these emails and said that the Proud Boys were trying to sow division and threaten people. One of the interesting, well, we're going to run out to a break. We'll talk more about this when we get back. Stick with us. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. So Rachel Maddow over at MSNBC is, uh, you know, she she humped the, the Russia hoax for three solid years. She's been discredited uh, on all of her major stories. But she's claiming that it's Donald Trump and the Republicans that have push democracy to the brink and that uh, the specter of violence uh, is from Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the Americans' attention span. It's almost as if everybody has forgotten that we just spent four months with uh, Joe Biden voters in Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle and Oakland and Washington, D.C. and New York City and many other Democrat-controlled cities across this country, rioting, looting, committing arson, assaulting people, murdering at least two dozen people. But according to Rachel Maddow, Donald Trump's sowing violence. All in all, this has been a pretty normal day now in what used to be, until very recently, the world's leading example of a mature rule of law-based democracy. Now we know all it takes is one presidency like this. And now we're all we're like all these other sad sack, maybe democracies around the world, wondering if maybe there'll be a junta this year. And, you know, it no longer feels weird to prepare for Election Day violence. How did we become that country so quickly? It takes one- well, I mean, she is right about one thing. There will be Election Day violence if Donald Trump wins. Do you doubt that? If Donald Trump wins, there won't be more riots and and, uh, major uh, cities in this country burning. 
Oh, yeah. But it's not going to be Trump supporters out there. They can't point to any political violence being engaged in by Trump supporters, not even these uh, these mass killers that they, they like to refer to, the one in the Boston uh, synagogue or the Walmart down in San Antonio. Those people specifically express their hatred for Donald Trump. So this uh, Iran election interference, they're, uh, they're, they're telling you, well, they got our voter rolls. Here's Frank Figluzzi over on MSNBC. But here's what concerns me operationally for the future. If a foreign power can, can get our voter registration data and then target our, our address uh, with it and uh, get messages to us, they can take that data and they can change potentially your voting location well frank vigluzzi former fbi analyst guess what anybody can get the voter registration information it's all public record you can go to the secretary of state's office and go to the counter and plunk down a check and they will hand you a cd with the voter registration information on it if you don't want to spend the money you can go to the courthouse in the records room, and they will have a giant printout of all the the voter registration information. There's some information contained in those records that uh, that you might be surprised. They have your address. They have your who you registered for. And if you get that information, there's uh, there's a, you're off to the races as far as as uh, getting voter rolls. Now, the reason those are public record is because they help facilitate elections when candidates want to contact uh, potential voters they they work off of those voter registration rolls but this whole idea of foreign interference and and uh, the american media melting down anytime there's foreign interference that's a relatively new development it's not just Russia or China or Iran that's interfering in our elections. The probably the number one foreign interferer in our elections is Mexico. Mexico through their dozens of uh, consulates in this country coordinate with Mexican voters to forward the interests of Mexico. They're, uh, and they're not subtle or covert about it in the least. Publish ads in Mexican uh, Spanish language newspapers. Israel interferes in our elections. Many, many countries try to have influence on U.S. elections. And guess what? The U.S. does the same thing overseas. In many cases, not only do we interfere in elections, if we don't like the results of that election, we will force the winner from power as we did in the Ukraine and many, uh, many South American countries as well. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing from, from the U S point of view. It was in Ukraine because, uh, because the regime that they installed was, uh, uh after they, uh, overturned the Ukrainian election. 
was deeply corrupt and Joe Biden was right there with the front row seat. We didn't interfere in the elections in Venezuela. And as a result, we got, uh, Hugo Chavez, the Marxist who destroyed the place and Victor Hugo, who is, uh, continuing to turn it into a client state of China and Iran. But this has all gone on since 1919, maybe before. But when the, uh, the communist revolution went on in Russia, the U.S. started interfering in their elections, and they started interfering in ours, and has gone on ever since. They want to whip the country into a frenzy. Of course, you know, you don't want foreign interference, and you got to push back on it. Well, we've got the big debate tonight. Let's get ready to rumble. And uh, Mike Pence cannot wait. You know, the president's headed off to North Carolina today, but uh, tomorrow night he's going to take the stage in the final presidential debate with Joe Biden in Nashville, Tennessee, and I can't wait. Well, I can't wait either. I mean, there's a lot riding on this debate, uh, whether or not Kristen Wilker, who Donald Trump is going to be debating as well, is going to allow Donald Trump to press Joe Biden on his corruption. Of course, Joe Biden's going to come back with the, oh, you've got a bank account in China response. But um, there's a lot on the line, and, and there's some questions that I would like to see Donald Trump ask Joe Biden. I don't know if he's he's going to do it. He, let's Let's face it. He's not a great debater. He's more of a, a, a great chief executive. He's not a professional politician. He hasn't been in this game for long. And certainly he's got every, uh, every, almost every news outlet trying to, uh, spin against him. I'd like to see the president ask, uh, Joe Biden, you know, uh, cities, Democrat run cities like Detroit and San Francisco, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Oakland, New York have been run by Democrats for decades. I guess, uh, that doesn't apply to New York city, but, but when they were run by Republicans, they were run well, or it was run well. He should ask them why are race relations in those cities that are in many cases, majority black. And run by Democrats. Why are race relations there so bad? He should ask why Richard Spencer has endorsed Joe Biden. He should ask why the Communist Party USA has endorsed Joe Biden. He should ask Joe Biden to disavow the Black Lives Matter movement and Antifa and the Communist Party. He should ask him to disavow Bernie Sanders and AOCs. They're socialists. I think you ought to ask, um, you know, you, you now say that you're not for open borders, but during the, the Democrat primary debates, you said you would decriminalize, uh, border, uh, illegal border crossing. And you said that you would provide government funded health care, taxpayer funded health care for illegal aliens. So would you tell us which immigration laws you would enforce 
and which ones you intend to ignore. He should ask him, uh, you know, Joe, you have a security detail. That security detail is well-armed. Why shouldn't citizens who don't have a security detail have a right to the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms for their own self-defense? And, of course, he's got to figure out a way to get past Kristen Wilker's uh, blocking Trump from asking about Joe Biden's corruption with, with Hunter Biden. Trump should press him on the, uh, the defund the police movement in the Democrat Party and point out that when asked about it, Joe Biden said, uh, uh, I would redirect police funding to uh, social services. He should, he should go right after him on law and order. And why, Joe, don't you have the endorsement of any major law enforcement organization? This whole defund the police movement has been uh, something to watch. Heather McDonald is uh, the author of many uh, studies and, and books on the attack on police officers in the, uh, in the aftermath of Ferguson. And here's what she said about Colin Kaepernick's latest statements demanding that the police be abolished. Well, I don't have to imagine it, Tucker, because we're already seeing it. Uh, Kaepernick says that the central intent of policing is to kill blacks. I challenge every big city police chief in this country to invite Kaepernick to a week's worth of ride-alongs with their anti-gang unit at night. I challenge every public housing manager in this country in a gang-infested project to in- offer Colin Kaepernick a month's worth of free housing in their project. Huh. And we'll see if Kaepernick concludes that the problem is the police and not criminals. He's living in a fantasy world. And if Kaepernick doesn't have the balls to either do those ride-alongs or live in a housing <laughs> project instead of his millionaire's mansion... He need only go to a police community meeting in a high-crime neighborhood, and I can set up, up with precinct commanders and talk to those good law-abiding people there and ask if they want to abolish the police. And here's what he'll hear, Tucker, not on your life. Not on your life. I've told you that, um, you know, when I was a firefighter, we always had to go to monthly neighborhood planning unit meetings where the, the neighborhood would bring their concerns to various city departments. There wasn't really usually a a long report from the fire department, but the police department was what they really wanted to talk about. And the black residents in those inner city neighborhoods, they were never talking about defunding the police, much less abolishing the police. Quite the opposite. They always came to those meetings wanting more police, wanting more police to be assigned to their neighborhoods, wanting more police to be hired by the city. They wanted the police to be more aggressive and going after these criminals and Donald Trump ought to make this an issue because black people, most of which are law law abiding and are the, the number one victim of this uh, inner city crime. They don't want any part of defunding the police. They depend on the police. Did you see this uh, clip 
on uh, an NFL broadcast. I didn't see it uh, live because I don't watch it anymore. But you had um, Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck commenting on the flyover, the pregame flyover. And, uh, and they're taking a lot of grief for this statement. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. So uh, they're taking a lot of grief on this. And, uh, and they've sort of uh, clammed up over it. They're not saying anything about it, but they're being called, uh, you know, uh, lefties and social justice warriors. I think everybody is misreading that clip. If you listen, uh, they, they say it's not happening under a Kamala Harris Joe Biden ticket. I think what that was right there is uh, Troy Aikman trying to be snarky. That, uh, that the Democrats, if they took the White House, wouldn't allow flyovers anymore. Rush Limbaugh went after them. They went after them all over social media. I, I, think, uh, I think Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are taking a bad rap on this. Well, we've got the debate tonight, and it's going to be fun. I'm going to have my popcorn be ready, and I'll report to it, a report on it to you on tomorrow's show, and I hope you'll join me right here on Right Now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.